you are on the moon. This was different. Your people from there. And the word he uses is temple. It's a moon crab. Harold, Harold, it's a moon crab. I'm curious what it could eat. Pastry. Um, And then there's an ever slight sideways shift of the rug. Just, just a millimeter. And then another, and then another. And now you're certain that the rug is moving. Millimeter by millimeter, centimeter by centimeter, inch by inch. Something or some things are moving this rug. And now we continue. Tenja looks displeased at this, which really is not much of a difference from the face she was pulling before, but, you know, more actively displeased. Are we... Sorry, is it just me? Uh, I mean, maybe it's the... I mean, you know, I feel a little floaty while we're up here. Uh, Are we moving? It's kind of hard to tell when you're being circled by a bunch of dancing moon crabs. I thought you liked the moon crabs, Meredith. I did. Now they're freaking me out a tiny bit. You fed them. You know, you know, you know I, they hang around once you feed them. I, I was going to say something, but I, I did feel some kind of movement. I'm going to find... Um, wow, this is going to be difficult because unlike the moon, I'm presuming the planet that we're from is not tidally locked from our perspective right like we'd be we'd see mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so in trying to pick a frame of reference on the surface of that that would be moving unlike yeah. if i were to say use the moon as a frame of reference on the planet yeah uh give me a survival check yeah <laughs> um, i think that's just the best thing we can oh, equate it to. seven um well you've been staring at these rocks the the mobile and immobile ones for some time and based on your position now you've definitely moved Mm. (laughs) and one of these uh, crabs crawls up onto the rug Mm -hmm. in front of you Harold and it's it's up claws are clicking up at you now that it's in the the thing making noise okay well I definitely don't understand it anymore I will cast speak with animals again hello monsieur Bonjour, monsieur. Uh, bonjour, monsieur. Herald of She Who Gives. Yes, she's very generous, weirdly, today with her pastries. We have decided to honor her by taking her to our queen so that they can speak together. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, one moment. M- Meredith? Uh-huh. Mm, you've... Uh, Apparently, you've managed to spark joy with these these crabs, and um, uh-huh. they're taking us to see their queen. What? You specifically, but they... What? Mm. What did I do? 
You fed them. Now they want to keep you. Yes. Well, they can't keep me. Well, I I don't think it will come to that. But (laughs) I mean, I don't really see how we can stop them. And as long as we're on the rug, the transportation should still work. So I say we go along with it. Are you sure that's a thing? No, I'm not sure of anything. But I mean, I just maybe don't have the energy to... I mean, there are a lot of crabs, you know. And actually, you know, ironically, I'm not sure where I would call a moonbeam from, from up here. Would it sprout from the ground? I'm not sure. From what they call the moon, perhaps? Well, they definitely I don't mean, call it the moon. I don't think we should kill them. I mean, I, I think we should just... I mean, who knows? The, the queen could be lovely. Uh, they seem friendly enough. I mean, they're not actively trying to kill us. They're just moving us a bit. That's my understanding, yes. Well, okay. Oh, yes. Well, we would be delighted to meet your queen. Bravo. This is excellent news. Super. Please uh, make sure that your appendages are holding on correctly because we are going to pick up speed now that we have let you know. Yes. All right. Let Yes. Uh, Please keep your arms and legs inside the rug at all times. (laughs) Your emergency exits are non-existent because we are not in a place where you can breathe. Um, uh, it will scuttle over to the edge and then like reach out and tap, 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 tap yeah. on one of the, the ones underneath. And then you lurch as this thing picks up some speed. Meredith is going to sit down mm. and kind of look around at the others like wild eyed going, I'm sorry. Uh, traveling along the moonscape by crab, <laughs> you uh, make your so way... Further from this this crater, uh, where you were kind of parked beside, mm. um, and you travel south until you approach what looks like this. It looks to be a boulder, roughly the size of Harold's apartment, mm. uh, and it takes um, three hours to get here. So you have. Uh, a long journey which it's like at first the 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 mo- the movement is disconcerting mm. because it's it's so smooth as you're traveling along um there are hardly any bumps and every any bump there is it's very slow and uh due to the gravity just you cruise along quite easily um thanks to the Hundreds of of crab legs uh, conveying you to your destination. So yes, it's it's three hours journey to get here. When you eventually come to a stop, uh, the crabs place your rug onto the ground, begin to like scuttle away, and they form six lines: three on one side, three on the other, between you. And this this enormous boulder, and they raise their claws up into the above their heads, and begin to cl- to clip 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 clip, and there's like a, a shimmer that begins to appear, and you're not quite sure what it is, mm. but as this this bubble of shimmer reaches you, you can hear they're clipping now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll cast speak with animals again. I have ten minutes. Ah, uh, monsieur, 
we have arrived. We are summoning the queen's wakefulness mm-hmm. so that she will join us. And we are creating from our own bodies this, um, how you might say, uh, corridor of of air between your mm. circle and the queen. Okay. So that you may speak with her. Please bring she who provides, she who gives to meet the queen. Uh, I relay all of that information to Meredith and everyone. Merci, monsieur. Merci. What? What, what should I do? Uh, let's go out there. And hopefully we don't instantly die. I mean, the rug's pretty close. We can always book it back. Yes, definitely. <clears throat> so. I'm not going to lie. I do kind of want to meet a giant moon queen. Yeah. <laughs> moon crab queen. Um, yeah. So who is stepping off of the rug? Meredith. Me. Definitely. Okay. And just thinking about it, but she will wait until after they've already gone. Okay, so you can hear what they're saying because of this this corridor of, of air. But Harold and, and Meredith, you both need to make constitution saving throws. Mm. All right. Ooh, dirty 20. Nice. Natural 20. Hey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very I'm good. I'm so constitution-y. Um, <laughs> the nitrous... Uh, Nitrogen-heavy atmosphere does not seem to affect you, um, but you do feel a little lightheaded. Oh, is this weird? Mm. Um, and just, just like a teeny bit giggly. <laughs> you sound slightly different. Oh, I do too. How interesting! <laughs> Your voice sounds so. <laughs> yes, I feel like maybe the air is not as heavy here. We're about to meet a giant moon crab queen. That is ah. very strange. Absolutely. And ah. so The uh, boulder begins to shift and rise up um, slightly, tilting back to reveal the the head of the, the moon crab queen, uh, which is um, much more like the metals around its head are, are much more ornate Mm. um it looks as though um the this part of its exoskeleton has has been carved or um etched into in some way to create these ornate um like spirals and lines giving the appearance of a of a crown Mm. something close to she she looks down at this gathering and she reaches one enormous claw down to this crab that has been the one you've been speaking with mm. and just very slowly taps it on the head. <laughs> and it reaches up and like tippy tap claws in, into it. Uh, and then it looks over and brings one of these claws towards you, Meredith. And it, it, it doesn't touch you, but it gets within like you could reach out and touch it. What do I do? I think maybe you should reach out. Should I? It seems like you're being extended an offer here. And Meredith just like very gingerly like holds a hand up like just a little bit like further away. Like like there's about an inch in between just to kind of see what's going to happen. And uh, this 
enormous crab reaches forward more. It, the distance it's trying to, to 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 close is much is much smaller than it's capable of really mm-hmm. doing finely. So it, it does push your hand back somewhat. But as it as you make touch with it, your whole body your whole body vibrates. There's this like hum yeah. that you feel mm-hmm. like through your whole body, uh-huh. and you 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 have this. Who are you? It's it's you you hear it in your ear, like it's your head vibrating. You yeah. hear it in your bones. Meredith just like shakes her head a little bit, declare it, and she's like, "Huh, hi, I'm I'm Meredith. You you must be the Moon Crab Queen." This is my domain. Why have you come here? I mean, mostly by accident. Not gonna lie. Um, we were on a rug, and she's just like still holding onto the crab mm. queen, and she's just like, <laughs> we, we were also, on a rug. Harold, Harold cannot hear the the. the yes, the, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's only Meredith getting this. <laughs> Harold, Harold can see, like, can, can kind of hear some of this vibration, but doesn't get the the tones he needs mm. to make sense of it. Can I roll some kind of charisma check or something? Anyway, she's like, yeah, we were, wanna, yeah, make a we, make a um a diplomacy check, uh, a persuasion check, persuasion. Oh no. Well, what are you trying? Okay, what are you, what are you what are you trying to achieve? I'm just trying to be nice and like endear her to me, I guess. Okay, make a persuasion. Yeah. Mm. We'll 19. That, okay. So whatever you're going to say, you're going to be persuasive and she seems to, you know, we'll, we'll take what you're, you're going to say yeah. positively. So she's holding up her hand against this claw and she's like, well, listen, we're here largely by accident. See this guy over here? He's a scientist. We were on a rug. There was a like weird sort of pink creature that like flew in, activated a rug. I know that sounds weird, but he activated a rug and now we, we're on the moon Suddenly, you see that planet down there? We're from there. We should be there. But we're here. And we have to wait for a bit. Um, and then we met all your kids and they were really cute. And I started sharing pastry. And, and then they brought us to you. I don't know all your words, funny pink thing, <laughs> but you seem nice. Oh, thank you. You seem really nice too. Thank you for giving food to my children. What can I do in return? Can I can I ask the others? Is that okay? Yes. Okay, give me one second. She wants to know if there's anything that we need. She's she's asking us for a if they can do us a favor. Oh, interesting. Um I don't really know. Uh I know, this is my thing. How much time do we have on the rug? Uh, uh, how, how long would I reckon we've been... You, you've got at least 10 hours still. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we... I mean, we have like another 10 hours, really, of waiting before the, the transport can activate again. Well, should we... 
Should, should we ask them to take us over to the that building we saw before? I mean, that would be one way of getting us there, wouldn't it? Uh, you know, if they could take us to the, yes, that place that uh, Elemental pointed out. Uh, yeah, that, I suppose that would be a lot. I mean, you know, we got this far, didn't we? Uh, and we're still fine, it seems. Perhaps that would be the least dangerous way of getting over there. Did, should I ask if this, they've got any way of sending us back? Potentia? Uh, she just looks at you. They... They say in return for giving them food, they want to do us a favor. What, what do you think? Potentia's going to look at Yenrol and just sort of be like, is there anything Is there anything that they can do to fix this so we can go home? Only if they know advanced teleportation magic or, or a bunch of artificers. They don't look like artificers. I don't, shouldn't judge a crab by its shell, but... I can't think of anything unless there's a way they can get us home. Okay, I'll ask. And she puts her... Her hand back up. Dead that vibration again. Thank you. Thank you so much for your help. We we need to go home. We need to get back to our our planet. Our moon. Our moon, mm. sorry. We need to get back to the moon. Do you do you know of any way that we might be able to do that? Legends in our people talk of those who came from the moon long ago and one of one of the other claws points in a direction that matches very well to where this elemental uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah uh, pointed um meredith looks at harold and grins and then looks back at the queen and she says can, can you take us there my children can take you, but we will not stay with you there. Okay. That place is cursed. She she says this place is that place is cursed. Mm. Well, uh I suppose it won't hurt too much to have a look. Uh I mean, if there's a way home. Yes, uh, and at least then we have an alternative. If, for instance, the the you know the rug doesn't exactly uh, recharge itself. So, I mean, it's almost like there's some kind of weird sort of deity or overlord kind of pushing us in this direction or something. Yes, I mean, it, it definitely seems like maybe the the sword wants to go there, which is strange. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we should go. And she puts her hand back up. She says, thank you so much for everything that you've done. It would be so great if your children could take us just a little bit further over to that building. They will take you. Thank you, little one. No problems. It was so nice to meet you. Before we go and leave each other's presence, what do they call you? Oh, um, my name's Meredith. Good to meet you, Meredith. I am 
just this like noise that you can't comprehend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I don't actually think that my mouth makes those noises. This is fine. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you're not offended. Safe travels. Same to you, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, and the the crabs that are forming this this corridor, you can tell that they actually look tight. Like they, their clipping is their clacking is like slowly getting slower, and their arms are getting are coming down. And that the the corridor is starting to like shimmer. <clears throat> Harold, we we should get back to the road. Yes, I see it. All right, off we go. Yep. Uh, you hop back onto the rug as the crabs that were forming this atmospheric um, corridor like get real tired uh, and begin just shoveling rocks and and moon dust into their mouths. Mm. An equivalent to filter feeding. Yeah. <laughs> before some of the other crabs who weren't engaged in this this uh, air corridor pick up the rug and start traveling you towards this this place that the elemental talk, told you about so we get back to the rug and um and I kind of look at everyone and I'm like okay so here's the plan so I know that we all said that it was going to be a little bit safer to stay here on the rug but the queen seems to think that there might be another pla- another way for us to get home um in that building that the elemental was talking about that place um and so if it's okay with the rest of you, these little guys are going to take us there. The uh, three NPCs that you're dragging along, Yenril, Vather, and Kegstone, look at you kind of blankly, having just witnessed you communing with a giant moon crab. <laughs> uh, Meredith just kind of looks at them, blinks, and then goes, it's all right, you get used to it. So what do you guys think? If there's any chance at all... I- this place is nice, but I don't want to stay here for another ten hours if we can avoid it. Yenril? Um, I, I mean, I'm confident in the device, but it hasn't been tested, like field tested, like this. So I mean, it's always good to have a backup. That's what Harold said. Yeah, and Vethar is just kind of like nodding. Potentia. I mean, I don't think I have much of a choice. She kind of, Meredith just kind of like narrows her eyes at Potentia and you can kind of see her brain ticking over a little bit. Like she, she doesn't love that answer, but she also doesn't think it's the right place to argue because she wants to press and she wants to be like, what on earth does that mean? Like what on the moon does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're allowed to have an opinion, but also She's kind of like, whatever, it's fine. All right, let's go. Hey, everyone, it is Ross here. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons & Doctorates from all of the cast and crew here. We really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who's been sending in their own fan art, their memes, and just engages with the podcast in general. It really means so much to us. And it is so humbling that some of you are so invested in this little podcast that we make that you would go out of your way to create such awesome things. It really makes us smile. And to everyone who buys 
price the merch as well again we can't thank you enough it really does help us keep up with the cost of producing the show and also sometimes supporting some up-and-coming artists to create content for us as well i just thought while we were doing the mid show here i would drop a little bit of knowledge for those of you who might be rules lawyers it actually occurred to me while i was editing this episode is that sometimes just for the pacing of the story we cut little like minutiae of the game out some of you might have realized that we're not an actual play that where you hear every single piece of dialogue we record we do edit things here and there just to make the pacing and the story as interesting as possible and that means that often little things like say um short rests we often just edit out that we did that um so those of you who are tracking hit points and stuff and you find that all of a sudden oh how come they have like six more hit points or so now often it's because we've edited out something small like say a short rest I am excited to announce that we will be having a special episode pretty soon to support the Free RPG Day initiative. We have a returning guest and a new friend and we're going to be running a free system, Lasers and Feelings, that we're going to rebrand Intent and Instinct for this, but it's going to be so much fun, set in Furamastus, brand new characters, and I think you're going to love it, so stay tuned for that. And as always, remember that you can visit dndoctorates.com to bring in your mid-show message request and also your questions for the common room. In fact, get your questions in now because at the end of this arc, we will be recording a new episode of the common room. I think I've rambled on enough. Let's get back to the episode right now. Now, as you uh, travel via Moon Crab, it, it, your journey will take some time. During that time, do you rest? Yeah. Ideally, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it probably takes a little bit uh, to to become accustomed to the movement, uh, but in the same way that you'll nod off on a train or a bus, eventually the the rhythmic movement of tiny tiny cra- like of crab legs uh, <laughs> carrying you onwards um, lulls you to sleep, and you all get a long rest. Great. Uh, Potentia will be the one who is awake first because you don't technically sleep. You don't really yeah, sleep because either. Elf. Because you're an elf. So you'll see the the mountain looming up first. Mm-hmm. It is it is unusually large um, given the landscape that you've seen so far here on the moon. It, it sticks it sticks out um, quite a distance and even from this uh, from, from from where you are now there is something at the the peak of this mountain that that catches your eye there's some kind of shine or flicker or something that that stands out different from the rest of the the rocky grave surface now when i say mountain i am not talking everest peak height um but it is still quite a height it's uh not as tall as the 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 wandering not the wandering wandering mountain yeah yeah not not the wandering peak height but um it's still quite a height Uh, a height that if there was an atmosphere there would probably be snow right and as your crab-propelled carpet uh, ascends the slope, um, the rest of your, your group starts to, 
to rouse. Uh, it looks as though Professor Kegstone didn't get much sleep. Vathar is still like un- like asleep. They are just like they've mm. been lull- like been rocked to sleep by the moon crab um, travel, and they are they're deep deeply asleep. Uh, Yenrul looks like they tossed and turned all night. Um, and for those of you, given that the fact that you're only on a ten foot uh, circle. Um, those of you next to, to Yenrol probably were not roused to wakefulness, but disturbed a bit um, in the in the quote unquote night. The, the there was no day night cycle. You're still on the the light side of the moon, which is good for us. Yeah. Uh, well, you, if you recall, Yenrol did say that there is a circle of, of turn undead. He he wove into this this rug. That is very true. However, if we want to go exploring, mm. it's uh, like minus a hundred and something degrees. I think in the dark. I would stop giving you fire damage and start giving you cold damage. Yeah. Yes. It's no. We are no better off. It's just, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I don't believe any of us are better off. I think so, you would be slightly worse off in the cold. Because yeah. the cold Ooh. is extremely cold. Yeah. I'm Whereas that, the heat uh, is hot, yes, but compared all- to uh, like compared to our planet, the cold would be colder than the hot is hotter, if that makes sense. I- I'm all met from a, say, resistances perspective, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I don't believe any of us are particularly better or worse off. <laughs> <laughs> From a um, scientific point of view. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Not a but interesting. Sure. Yes. So <laughs> as you uh, ascend this mountain, the, the crabs appear to avoid the dark side of this this mountain because it would cast quite a shadow mm. as well. Mm. It, it, mm-hmm. cuts, um, it cuts quite a, a dark silhouette across the landscape. Yeah, right. Uh, but they they navigate around boulders and, and little craters that pockmark. Oh, they're so cool! And now that you're awake uh, properly, Meredith and mm-hmm. Harold, you also see there's this this shimmer on the surface, like on the the top of the this this mountain. There is something. It's it's akin to a heat haze, mm-hmm. right? But given what you know so far of the moon, that seems to contradict what you understand. Yeah. So um, Meredith is just kind of going to sit up and stretch and yawn and go, oh, how long were we out for? Depends on your definition of time, I suppose. Harder to tell here without your regular reference points. Ooh, that is true. You do feel rested. Um, you've had a, a, a full night's sleep, so spell slots and, and health and things recovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, despite a, a full night's sleep, you almost felt more rested when you had a, a, a short rest earlier when you were closer to that temple. Mm. Interesting. Okay. It's weird, but I feel like I'm more foggy now 
than when we rested last time. Does anybody else feel that? Yes, I, I feel like all of um, our healing powers were sort of heightened closer to that temple. Uh, uh, yeah. Which I suppose makes a little sense, given the deities that reside there, presumably. Yeah, I suppose. Hey, how much time do we have left until the return home spell? Would we estimate? <laughs> uh, Vatha um, taps on the device in the centre of the, the rug. Um, probably... I have no idea. General? Yes, well, it's still a couple hours. It, um, I would estimate three or four. Is there some kind of alarm built into that device there to let us know when it's about to go off? No, but that's a good idea. Mm, cool. I will take I will take some notes back to the artificers. I mean, does it sort of just go or is it that the no, enchantment no. is sort of recharged and you can then choose to leave again? Yes, you see, this gem will glow once it is is fully recharged, which means we can oh. activate it. Oh, okay. So it's not going to like disappear and leave us behind if we step off the road. No, okay. no, that would not. Okay, good. No, that would be a, a terrible That would idea. have been really bad. Yes. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. Huh. Uh, say, do you happen to know what this, that shimmering effect up there is as we're getting closer i we've seen a lot of strange things here on the moon but yeah um, i'm actually not sure hey potentia do you have any ideas what that might be give how me an intelligence away? check and i can give you some information if you'd like i was gonna ask how far away it is um oh it's still 500 feet okay uh yeah i'll have a have a does this compare to anything i've read about Type peer at mm-hmm. peer at things. Well, that's a two. All right, so not that one that goes one. into dice jail. <laughs> jail, not that one. So sorry, that's two plus three is five. Mm. Didn't quite go to full dice jail forever, but close. Mm. Well, it looks it looks like heat haze. the The same effect you would get um, looking at heat coming off of a hot stone road. She just sort of shrugs. And says from as far as from from this far away, it's it is what it appears to be. Get us closer, and maybe then I'd be able to tell you. Well, as it so happens, the rug is traveling in that direction anyway. So yep, bizarre. Um, Meredith just kind of looks at Potentia and narrows her eyes a little bit, and then goes mm, and looks away again. So you're getting closer and closer to this this shimmer. And uh, the crabs start to slow down as you approach it. It almost looks like they they get closer to it and then back away slightly, and like the, they're circling it slightly. You can see now that there is this full—it's like a, almost a curtain of this shimmer in front of you, mm-hmm. and it it seems to extend around the peak of this mountain. How close are we to it now? Now you'd be 30 feet from it. Cool. Can I please, uh, I mean, I guess on the approach to this and by the point at getting there, can mm-hmm. I have cast ritually detect magic? Because that's like, if we were getting close enough, she was like, we're probably going to get close enough to do this. Mm-hmm. She would have done that. Yes. So you are picking up um, magic from within the area of the shimmer, but not the shimmer itself. Okay. Do I detect what school of magic that magic comes from, Ben? It is... 
You're picking up something uh, from the evocation school. What does that mean, evocation? Uh, spells like fireball. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Cool. <laughs> not, not, not always. Um, she's just going to sort of quietly to everyone sort of say, well, the haze itself doesn't appear to be much of anything. As to what's behind it, and she gives that sort of like, it's not a shrug, but that like, I, I couldn't say, but the non-verbal equivalent of I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crabs appear to be circling closer to the shimmer. Can I throw one of my cookies through the thing just to see what happens? <gasps> She's sacrificing a biscuit. I know, I'm sacrificing a snack, guys. Um, yes. Just Who make me what have you a, done with a dexterity check. Who are you and what have you done with Meredith sacrificing her snacks? No, that's one, but I'm lucky, so I will re-roll it. Uh, 16. So you toss your cookie through, uh, and it, it leaves the... Okay, I'll read that one. You the throw, phrase tossing your cookies is yeah, not a great sorry. one. You throw your, your, the, the, your pastry goods um, out of the bubble of the rug... And you're kind of getting, like, you're not used to it yet, but you're still used to seeing, you're getting used to the things you throw traveling much further mm. than you're used to. The weirdness. It, the weirdness of it. And it hits this this shimmer and momentarily spins quite dramatically before traveling through. And as it spins, it, it lifts up slightly and then travels through the shimmer. You could, it's, it's like ah. looking through... Um, like looking through a waterfall, almost like you can kind of make out some details right. through it. Does it look okay on the other side? It seems to travel through fine and, and hit the ground. Um, you do spot a few of these little um, moon hermit crabs, like skitter out from under the rug towards it and skitter back into formation. Mm-hmm. We might need to talk to the crabs again. Well, the crabs are getting closer to this thing and there's... Um, give me everybody on the, the rug. Give me a, what would this be? Um, I'm just going to call it a, a wisdom check. I think it's the closest I can come up with. Here comes Harold. Ten. <laughs> Five. Oh. Five plus one, six. Okay. Well. <laughs> also going to bench um, that dice. <laughs> Meredith, given that you're, you have this relationship with the crabs, uh, paying attention to them, you, you've you've got used to how the crabs move, and they're now moving in a way that's different. Mm. Um, and it actually feels like there's like a a for, like rather than just this continuous forward movement of the crabs as, as a single group, there appears to be almost this like push pull like forward back. Uh, almost like a, a very subtle, like ship rocking in the water motion to the rug, mm-hmm. towards the shimmer and away from the shimmer. Um, and it's only because you're paying close enough attention that you even can can tell it's moving this much. Uh, and you notice that everyone is just kind of like has naturally adjusted their their balance to account for it. Mm-hmm. That very like subtle rocking that often gets on a bridge sometimes. Have you guys noticed something? funky happening with the crabs no they're crabs they're weird 
Yeah, but they're moving different. I mean, I can't say I had, but uh, um, maybe it's our proximity to this uh, this thing. Give me... Uh, actually, it's just Meredith, because she's the only one who spoke to the Queen. Uh, give me an intelligence check at advantage. So that is a 13 and <laughs> a 4. This place was described as being cursed. Hmm. Uh, there's possibly some hesitation by the crowd. Right. Is it just me or did they seem a little bit nervous? I mean, maybe. This is a very uh, imposing structure. Um, I suppose um, I could try sort of fling something more alive at it uh, and I'll druidcraft a, a flower and sort of like fling it in. Harold, give me an arcana check. Oh, yeah, I'm so good at that. Actually, not too bad, 16. Okay. It felt more difficult than you would expect to do that. Like <laughs> the flower, it took a moment for it to, to actually pop up and bloom properly. Like you've done this probably hundreds of times. Mm. And the... The, the desolation of the of the environment you're in yep. is possibly impacting your ability to to conjure natural things. Yeah, right. Because there's just not a lot of. Well, Harold wouldn't know this, but I, Ross, would know that there is not a lot of organic material on a rocky extraplanetary object. But there are 96 bags of poop on the moon now. So there are. That's an impressive amount of poop. 96 bags mm. of poops on, poop on the moon. 96 bags of poop. And that is something that you all know now. So you're welcome. Everyone give me a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Okay. Oh, why? Ben. <laughs> oh, I failed. I got six. Seven. Can I put all of D&D beyond in dice jail? <laughs> Fifteen. Okay, so... Potentia and Professor Kegstone are the only ones who pass this. Oh, shoot. <laughs> the um, you, are, Good. you are unceremoniously tossed, rug and all, through the shimmer by these crabs. It's not a violent toss, but it's enough that you yeeted. lose your... Yeah, you're yeeted through the, the, the shimmer. And there is a moment of extreme humidity. Ugh. Uh, if you've ever stepped off a plane in somewhere that you've never, I like, didn't expect humidity, that curtain of humidity that you travel through, you're like, oh my gosh. It's like you've walked through a, like a, a, a steam vent. Mm-hmm. And as the, the rug comes to an unceremonious skid, uh, Potentia and Professor Cakestone are the only ones who remain upright. Everyone else uh, falls down. Um, and actually, Harold, what did you roll? Seven. And Meredith. Six. Oh, okay. no. I'm going to roll a percentage dice. Oh, no. You failed by more than blank. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Joe, high or low? Low. Okay. Harold, you tumble outside the bubble. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh.
Hey, hey, it's Kate here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you're enjoying the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us to grow our audience. It's bonkers to me that it's not just our friends listening to us anymore. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our merch over there or specifically at merch.dndoctorates.com. 